0: Hello everyone, welcome back to From the Front Row, brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. My name is Alexis Clark, and if this is your first time with us, welcome. We're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone, both in and out of the field of public health. Today we're excited to celebrate two of our graduating From the Front Row hosts, Megan Papasil and Luke Sampson. Both are graduating with their Master's of Public Health in Epidemiology and have made substantial contributions to this podcast.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Luke and Megan, normally you are the ones asking the questions, but today I'll be asking you the questions, so I'm sure this might be a little odd. But can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your background, where you're from, where you did your undergraduate degree at? And ultimately, why did you choose Iowa? And why did you choose to pursue a graduate degree in epidemiology?
1: I guess I can go first on that one, Megan. Um, Yeah, my name is Luke Sampson. Uh, I grew up in a little town called Little Chute, Wisconsin. Uh, I came to the University of Iowa for undergrad, and I got my BS in public health. Uh, Eventually, I, I chose epidemiology because I really enjoyed the idea of population-level health and working with large populations rather than individual-level care. And luckily, uh, as far as choosing the University of Iowa, luckily, there was a three-plus-two five-year accelerated program. So it would be foolish of me not to continue uh, my schooling at Iowa uh, from undergrad through graduate school. So that's why I ended up staying here for an extra year and, and getting my master's.
0: Megan, what about you?
2: So, yeah, I actually also did my undergraduate coursework at Iowa. Um, I'm from Cedar Rapids, so not quite as far um, as Little Shoot. But, yeah, I did my undergraduate in chemistry. I got a BA, and then I also minored in Spanish. Um, and for all of undergrad, I was planning on going to medical school. So after I graduated, um, I took a year off and actually worked at UHC as a nursing assistant. And the reason that I ended up choosing public health is because I also was more interested in population level health. I feel like working in a hospital, like you see a lot of things that could have been prevented, like hypertension, diabetes, like, you know, stuff like that. So um, that made me a lot more interested in public health and just like epidemiology and how diseases kind of spread and develop.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. Public health is so broad. So the fact that, you know, you and Luke can be in the same exact program and have completely different sets of interests, I think is really a neat thing. Luke, what would you say your all-time favorite memory of graduate school has been?
1: You know, honestly, it's it's hard to put a, uh, a pinpointed memory uh, that's that sticks out to me, but I'll go with a more general answer. And that would probably be hanging out in between classes at the college of public health building and like chit chatting with both other students, but also faculty and obviously having like building connections based off of like gossiping about a test or, or things like that was honestly like something I will never forget. And it it was really cool to meet a lot of interesting people that way. And, and something else that I think will, will stick with me for a long time is you know, talking to my peers in graduate school, you have sometimes, at least I do, sometimes I I realize, oh my gosh, these people are going to do incredible things. And I get to know them right now uh, before they go on to do those incredible things. So broadly, I would say that's that's my favorite memory.
0: That's That's a great reflection and hopefully prediction of the future. Megan, what about you?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And Honestly, I would probably echo it, <laughs> I would say. Probably the homecoming breakfast, our first year of grad school. I feel like it was like a little awkward because we didn't really know each other yet. So we were all just like, oh, we're in the same same cohort. We can sit together. And it was like awkward trying to make small talk. But then I think just like watching how all of our friendships have developed over the two years, especially even like being virtual. Yeah, I'll de- I definitely don't remember being on the phone with members of my cohort every night for like multiple hours. <laughs>
0: That's great, I think I think the relationships you're building now and have built are completely a different dynamic than the ones you may have built in undergrad. So turning the table to from the front row, how long have you both been involved with the podcast? Luke?
1: Yeah, so I joined the team in February of 2019. It was like right before COVID hit and everything went, went virtual and everything like that but I originally joined kind of on a whim. I had never done anything like this before in terms of, I don't want to say performing, but like putting my voice out there uh, publicly. And so I mainly wanted to do it to get myself out of my own comfort zone.
0: Megan, what about you? How long have you been involved and what initially drew you to the
2: podcast? So I joined, I think, last fall just because I was a part of graduate student ambassadors. And then I also saw that you could opt to be a part of from the front row. And yeah, I think it's really cool to have like a platform for our voices and like for public health issues, especially from like a student perspective. Um, And that is kind of what drew me to it as well.
0: Going off of that, Megan, what episode has been your favorite to be involved with?
2: So I think my favorite was probably the like, the first global public health issue that we did where we talked with Oge and Tulawani about like what was happening with the Nsars SARS movement. We kind of talked about what was going on in Hong Kong a little bit. I really enjoyed like I didn't know very much about those issues at all and so like I had to do even my own research to talk about it and I think just having to think about public health on a global perspective to me was really like eye-opening.
0: Luke what about you?
1: Yeah so this was tough to choose one necessarily but I think one that specifically sticks out to me is the first interview I did during the COVID era. Um, it was a little bit more lighthearted. It was with one of my good friends from undergrad, uh, Daniel Soto, and we basically just got to chat about how crazy <laughs> life was in that moment. And, and it was definitely one of the more um, unstructured and, and lighthearted conversations I got to have. And it, it was so lighthearted that we went way over time and had to <laughs> trim down that episode from like an hour to like 20 or 30 minutes. But uh, it, was, it was really great to just have in that moment of, of so much uncertainty to have kind of a moment of reflection and, and you know, back and forth with with a friend.
0: Absolutely. I think it's really great when your life can come full circle and you get to interview and talk with people that you know on a different level versus just public health. So since you guys have been around the block a few times with From the Front Row, how has the podcast changed or developed since you initially joined the team? And how do you think you might have personally developed from From the Front Row?
2: So I think that, okay, Luke's been a part of it for longer than I have. So you probably have more input on how it's changed and developed. Because when I joined, it was like, mid-pandemic. So everything has been over Zoom the whole time that I've been a part of from the front row. But I think personally, it's just been interesting. Kind of at first, someone just wrote the script for me. And then I've only done a few interviews. But towards the end, it was like I was developing the questions on my own, really thinking about, you know, who do we want to interview? Who's a good fit for this um, and stuff like that? And so I think that that's a really cool skill to have um, to be able to say, like, I've been a part of a podcast and I've done a little bit of script writing to just like be able to
1: have that is cool, <laughs> yeah. And I can speak to some of the changes that I've noticed since, since uh, joining the podcast. Yeah, a big change that happened right after I joined, obviously, was that we've been virtual for over a year now, which is just crazy to me. But right before that happened, we got a studio, and it was, um, it was a really exciting time for the podcast. And I would say another thing that has changed over time is it's been really cool to watch. Um, more people get involved and different voices get involved from different departments when I first joined it was basically like I was like the fourth person (laughs) ever to to join basically so it's been really cool to see it grow in in terms of like amount of people that are involved and everything and everything like that um on a personal level uh I've gotten very comfortable hearing my own voice on a recording, (laughs) um, which sounds a little dumb, but uh, that was something that I was really self-conscious of before and uh, I'm really happy to be like comfortable chit-chatting and talking professionally to others and being confident in my own voice in that way.
0: Absolutely. Moving on to some advice that you guys might have for future students or newly admitted students What advice can you give to students interested in pursuing an MPH in epidemiology? Megan?
2: I would just say go for it, honestly. When I chose EPI, I just chose it because, like I said, I had a chemistry background and I knew that I wanted to do something like in health, but also with more science focus, kind of. Um, And I knew I was interested in infectious disease. And I feel like when I applied to grad school and we started, everyone was kind of like, infectious disease is dead. Like, Everything's going towards chronic now. And then there was a pandemic literally six months later. So yeah, I feel like you should just go for it. (laughs) Luke, what about you?
1: Yeah, I would mirror what Megan said there. Like, go for it. Don't be afraid to try new things and try a lot of things. Obviously, be careful not to overwork yourself. I think that's a cautionary tale that (laughs) many people have to live when they go to graduate school on another more like epi specific point of advice I would say to try to get two sides of it so like Megan said you can get more of the scientific the biology the pathology etc side of things Um, but I would really encourage you to to mess around with, you know, the more computational or biostatistical side of things, and really grow those strengths, because I think that's a part of Epi that moving forward after you graduate will make you really stand out if you know how to work in R and SAS and and things like that. And um, yeah, so I'd say focus on both sides. Uh, but don't overwork yourself. <laughs> maybe it's a catch twenty-two, but yeah.
0: Going off of that, hindsight's always twenty-twenty. Is there anything that either of you look back and wish you would have done throughout graduate school, or maybe wish that maybe you hadn't done?
2: I think I wish that I would have gotten involved a little bit sooner. Which I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I think when I started my first year of grad school. I was like, oh, I have time. I have time. But everyone at orientation and everyone who's a second year told us it goes by really fast. Like, make sure you take advantage of every opportunity. And I mean, I wouldn't say I have, like, regrets. I don't feel like I missed out on a ton of things. But I would definitely encourage people to just take, like, you know, have a balance. But, like, take as many opportunities as you feel like you can because, you know, you may not get them again.
1: I would say if if I could go back in time. I I would be a little bit more involved in things uh, within the college. I think I would probably try and attend more of like spotlight sessions and and things like that, just because I I realized a little bit too late that those things are actually super unique and you aren't going to get those once you leave academia, you know, unless you continue on and pursue a PhD or something like that. Something else, and this kind of goes back to my other answer, I wish I would have done a little bit more on the computation side. I feel like I have a really good understanding of biostatistics and, and certain um, more hard science methodology and everything like that and study design. But I think um, and something I'll be working on on a personal level is, you know, messing around with those, those statistical programs and being able to do that will hopefully be beneficial. But I would say if, if I could go back, I would probably maybe try and take one more like programming course.
0: Those are both great reflections and brings a different level of insight opposed to advice. But going back to advice, do you have any advice for future from the Front Row team members?
1: I can take this one first. I would say don't be afraid to just jump into it. I remember my first episode, I was so nervous and I I co-hosted with Steve so it was nice to have somebody who was very comfortable next to me but generally I would say don't be scared to start developing your own questions and and finding your own people to reach out to and if you have an idea share it and and work on it because it's a very open environment it's a very welcoming environment and and your ideas are always welcome here
2: yeah I feel like I don't have very much to add to that (laughs) but yeah I definitely feel like that's true and accurate as well I would say definitely just just go for it and I do think that the people here are very receptive to like ideas even if you know you're like I want to do this type of episode they be like okay cool let's make it happen so I think for sure just putting yourself out there like I don't know I was always the kind of person where I was like I don't want it to seem like I'm trying too hard but that doesn't that doesn't really matter in real life so
0: yes I think I think it's such a unique platform that not every college of public health is offering their students an opportunity with. So I I definitely feel lucky to have met people like you and, you know, people that are just as passionate as public health as I am. So Megan, our last question is, what is one thing that you thought you knew, but were later wrong about?
2: Okay, so this is, I've thought about this a lot. This is my it's a pretty personal answer, but like I mentioned a little bit briefly here, um, I thought I wanted to go to medical school for like my whole life until the end of college and then, you know, changed my mind. And it wasn't I think you see a lot of people who want to go to medical school, don't get in, do an MPH and then are still trying to apply. And I obviously don't think there's anything wrong with that, Um, but (laughs) I definitely am not that person. Um, I definitely do not want to do that anymore. So that is definitely something that I was wrong about. But I think I would say just like advice wise, you know, if you have something that you can, you think you want to do, like just go for it. And if it's if you change your mind, that's OK. And if it doesn't work out, like that's OK. It'll still it'll still be OK. And you'll have really good experiences um, to talk about from it.
0: I re- I really like that answer. Luke, what about you? What is one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about?
1: maybe this is a cop-out but I'll extrapolate everything Um, (laughs) I've I've found out that um, in more ways than one when you think you know something or you think you know it all think again because you're about to learn a whole lot more Um, that kind of feeds into I guess for me personally like and I guess this is kind of also advice I'll do what Megan did as well imposter syndrome it's it's real and it's honestly, it's okay. And it's part of learning. uh, If you recognize that maybe you don't know everything, then you're going to be a little bit more receptive to learning more. So that's something that I think I've developed and learned all throughout graduate school and in college in general.
0: All right. Well, that concludes all of my questions. I wanted to thank you both for being so involved and from the front row, we have been so lucky to have both of you on the podcast and congratulations on graduating. I'm excited to see where you both go off to and do wonderful things.
1: Thank you, Alexis.
2: Thank you so much.
0: That's it for our episode this week big thanks to both Luke and Megan for coming on the show with us today. The From the Front Row team would like to congratulate all of the 2021 graduates. This episode was hosted, written, edited, and produced by Alexis Clark. You can learn more about the University of Iowa College of Public Health on Facebook. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your colleagues. Our team can be reached at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. This episode was brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. Stay happy, stay healthy, and keep learning.